Hey, welcome to Doggy Be Good. Welcome back, all. So this is going to be our second episode for Doggy Be Good podcast. And once again, my name is Dennis Lee, and we also have here I'm Mike Demarco from Doggy Be Good. And we also have I'm Ashley Grintel. Okay, and we have actually a very interesting topic of discussion, sort of starting off as a community issue, but relating to ownership of dogs and the maintenance of dogs and taking care of them and some of the controversies that arise related to that. Mike, you have, I'm going to give you the floor to introduce the topic here so we can introduce our audience as to the main concern that we are trying to introduce. Okay. Well, tonight what we're discussing, Dennis, is um, the, the situations that's happening. It, it's really borough-wide. It, it's actually na- nationwide, but um, we're going to focus on the boroughs right now of Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, and of course, Manhattan and, and Staten Island as well. Um, what, what, we, what we're trying to figure out is a way that we can set up, I guess you would call it a subsidiary of the SPCA, um, and make it borough-wide. Um, as you know, the situation with uh, you know, illegal dog breeding, dog fighting, um, dogs being neglected, not taken care of, uh, it, it's, it's a humongous, a tremendous problem. I mean, it's just, it's bigger than both of us. And... You know, it's a situation that's not going away. It's a situation that's, you know, getting progressively worse. Um, somebody needs to figure out a way of taking this, you know, the bull by the horns and doing something about this. And, you know, we have the SPCA, you know, they are overwhelmed. Over, I mean, completely overwhelmed with calls, completely overwhelmed with situations that, you know, they're unable to get to every borough, every call that comes in. Um, you know, they do the very best they can. So what we would like to do, and we're actually trying to get the ball rolling with this, is we'd like to find out what we can do, how we can put together um, a, basically a subsidiary of the, of the SPCA, but borough-wide. So it would be one in Queens, it would be one in Brooklyn. You know, we're going to obviously start in Queens. Um, the situation that, that's, you know, ongoing is, is the neglect of animals, and again, the, the, the overbreeding of animals. Um, Ashley, who represents wh- which rescue? Hudson Valley Roddy Rescue. Ashley from Hudson Valley Roddy Rescue, you know, she's been uh, in touch with us and she's been trying to um, solicit help because of a situation that she's dealing with right now in Brooklyn, which it, it's a tremendous problem. Ashley, you want, you want to tell us a little bit what's going on? Yeah, I'll start with the uh, address first. It's 96. 90- well, I don't know. If we, Probably yeah. we can leave the address yeah, out. Just in neutral. Yeah, Otherwise, we right. can't put the address. A whole community of yeah, people like ganging that. up on that. Hey, you know what? That's what I need. I need people <laughs> yeah. to go there and start complaining. Yeah, um, I don't think that we can do that. But just to give us a context and frame the problem, what the real problem, how the, it started. The problem is there's a, a junkyard that's uh, run by two people, and they have four dogs on the property, a German Shepherd uh, female who's not fixed, who's had two litters already, um, a male Rottweiler and two of their eight-month-old puppies, and they're basically living in a metal shack and don't have enough food, don't have enough water. Um, Hudson Valley Roddy Rescue went in and took five puppies from a recent litter. They were all about six weeks old at the time when they were picked up, January 6th, and um, those dogs had roundworms, they had giardia, they had coccidia, they had all these infections, and I'm pretty sure that those dogs... Uh, that are still remaining at the junkyard have those issues. I've called 311. I've had people calling 311. ASPCA went in there and wasn't able to do much. Um, 
but it's, it's a huge issue, and these dogs are sleeping in 10-degree weather right now. So we mentioned here the ASPCA, which stands for the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. So it sounds like we're going to need their help eventually uh, to help resolve some of these problems. Actually, I, I have a question, though. How, what was your involvement? How did you actually were drawn into this? Is it the community members, the neighborhood called you, or what actually got you involved in this situation where all these dogs were in such a neglectful state? Um, someone actually went into the junkyard just to find a piece of metal to work on a project and uh, saw all the puppies that were living in the shack. And he contacted Hudson Valley Roddy Rescue, um, okay. which is run by Christine Mann. Okay. And I'm a volunteer for her down in the city since she lives upstate. Sure. And I just met up with her and, and went in there. And the woman um, who runs the junkyard voluntarily gave up the puppies. You know, he said we're going to give them good homes and everything and take care of them. Um, but when I went back a week later, she refused to give up the four other dogs. Uh. Um, so I'm trying to get people involved on Facebook and, and through the work I do to rally together and, and try to get them out of there pretty much. And, and you see, I mean, I mean, that's just the main, that's like the core of the problem. I mean, it's great that she surrendered the puppies. Right. But the core of the problem is, is that this, the dogs are still on the property. They're not neutered. They're not spay. They're going to keep reproducing. I mean, it, it's just, it's an ongoing issue that's not being resolved. Okay. And that's where we really run into problems because, you know, the spay-noodle laws in, in New York really need to be enforced and it really needs to be, you know, looked at. I mean, you have these dogs just living on this property doing, you know, what they're doing. I mean, we just had that whole issue upstate New York yeah. where the, there was a, um, a Rottweiler... Um, wall farm, kill New York. Yeah, wall kill. That just went bad. They had 80 Rottweilers on the property. Okay. Like something like 20 of them were pregnant. Some of them were missing legs. I mean, the a lot state of them came had to be in. Put to sleep yeah, they were too ill. It was from too being ill. So many times. But it shouldn't get to this point. I hear you. It shouldn't get there. You know, we have the situation that Ashley's dealing with, and they're doing the best they can to take care of the situation, Dennis. But the problem is still there. The dogs are still living on the property. They're still not spayed or neutered. They're still reproducing more puppies. They're still sick. They're living, like she said, they're living outside in tender no weather. shots. They're living among rats and rat feces. Um, it I, seems like a combination of problems here. First of all, laws are being violated regarding the, uh, the neutering and the spaying already. Um, I, I'm sure there are also other laws being violated and cause... Uh, I have a list of laws that they're actually right. violating that I have people calling so, 311 about it. But I mean, do you, do you, are you familiar with the spay-neuter laws that are, you know, in place for that, that situation? I mean, all dogs that are, they're supposed to be registered, you're supposed to have them spayed, you're supposed to have them neutered. Now... I mean, it's not enforced, though. It's, it's not oh, yeah. something There's that no you have There's no enforcement. There's no regulation. Right. It's almost acting on the honor system, then. And, as, yeah. I mean, I believe I believe that you're allowed, as far as I remember, and I'll, I will research this, right. but I believe you're allowed to have two litters a year. You know, I believe Which that, that llama is done in You're bad. allowed to <laughs> legally have two litters a year, but if you're going to have two litters a year, it needs to be done responsibly. Not dogs living in a, fee, in a, in a shed mating and then... You know, these puppies are not cared for. They don't have, I guarantee you, they don't have the proper shots they need. Right. Yeah. You know, I, the and proper licensing? The, no, the proper no, license. That's another they, they had no tags. They didn't even run a collar. And okay. I, I'm, I'm sort of convinced that the woman kept um, one male and one female eight-month-old puppy from the previous litter to maybe mate them also, which would be incest. And you got a whole slew of problems with that. Um, okay. And this is, I mean, this is on a very small scale that right. we're talking right now. If you look at the situations... In, throughout the boroughs, 
you're taking this situation times a thousand right. because there's hundreds and hundreds of situations, if not as bad, some are worse, some are not as bad, but similar, mm -hmm. where people are just, you know, they're not doing the right things. And there's calls coming in and there's things that need to be done and there's laws that need to be enforced. And I really think that we all need to get involved. You know, we need people to get involved and not just on the level where we make phone calls, but on the level where we could put something together where when a call comes into Queens, there's an organization in Queens that can handle the borough of Queens. You know, SPCA, ASPCA again is in Manhattan yeah. and they are overwhelmed. They are absolutely overwhelmed. I mean, I can't imagine that they could possibly get to even half the calls that come in. You know, mm -hmm. and they do a good job and they are trying. I think they're probably taking care of the largest, most flagrant problems first, where sure. someone was yeah. maimed or yeah, something. Yeah, case of, by case. Situation. Right, right. So that's why it may probably be a lower priority unless there's enough community complaints. Uh, Which about. there was with this junkyard. That, okay. I mean, ASPCA went in there in about a day and a half after I had about 100 people calling. Sure. But there was still certain things they said, oh, it's, you know, they're living in a shed, so they're protected from the elements, but it's not insulated. You know, there's other things they... I think we could probably work with to, you know, get to get them out. So we hear the, the big issue here, which is a common issue that may be in many, many neighborhoods across the United States or even other countries. Uh, Mike and Ashley, I have an important question. What, now that we know what the problems are, what's the next step? What is it that people can do? What is the community can do? What is it that law enforcement can do? What is the ASPCA can do? What are, kind of solutions can we pursue to try to tackle this growing problem? Well, that's a good question. The, you know, we've already had meetings with um, Councilman Dan Halloran. Um, he's of New York? Uh, uh, he's Councilman, uh, he's uh, District 7, which is College Point. Okay, that's in Queens, um, New York. Yeah. Okay. If I'm, if, don't quote me on that. I, think, sure. I believe it's District 7. He's certainly an elected <laughs> official for, yes. for the Borough of Queens. And, uh, you know, he had said he was going to get us information, and um, unfortunately, he didn't get back to us uh, after our meeting. So we're going to take the next step, and we have a um, meeting tomorrow, actually, Friday, with uh, Senator Tony Avella. Oh, okay. uh, Senator Avella agreed to sit, meet with us, which you know, I was very, very happy to hear. And, you know, we need somebody in his position to say, you know, hey, let's find out what information these guys need to get the ball rolling on this. It's not going to be easy. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time. It's going to take a lot of people getting involved, a lot of people helping. Mm -hmm. But you know, Dennis, it's got to start somewhere. Right. And hopefully tomorrow after our meeting with Mr. Avella um, or Senator Avella, we will be able to you know, find out the next necessary steps to get something going. You know, Something where we can, again, try to uh, put something together borough-wide. All right, so I have an important question here for Ashley and Michael, and that is... Why the heck do these owners do this? The fact that they are a cause of this neglect of the animals that they own. What is it? I mean, I don't want to demonize the owners, of course, but trying to explain or trying to understand why, where are these people coming from? Why do they allow this to happen? They don't seem to be thinking they're offending anyone or hurting anyone. So why? Why did this... Do you have any insights, perhaps, you can share I mean, with I know with the junkyard situation, I think it's just been common for years and years and years to have guard dogs uh, on commercial property to to guard the area, which is funny because the, the dogs are actually extremely friendly, so I don't know how useful they would be. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just, 
you know, it could be a cultural thing, could be just something people are so used to, to having guard dogs, and they figure they're there to work and for free, pretty much, to guard the place so they don't have to take care of them like they would with their own children. And I think other circumstances could be something as innocent as I, you know, oh, you know, little Tommy wants a puppy, and people get a puppy, but they don't know what they're doing, or they don't look into the breed, and they don't look into getting them fixed. So it could be something that's cultural or something that's just been kind of accepted, like guard dogs and junkyard dogs, to something as innocent as a family just not being prepared for what they're about to deal with. Is it possible that the owners in this situation of those dogs don't understand that what they're doing is actually wrong? I, I think some of them do understand. I, I, I think the junkyard situation, they they just don't care. I think okay. a lot of them, honestly. I, okay. I think they're, like I said, it's just so easily accepted when our... The junkyard I'm dealing with right now, I mean, all the way up the block, there's dogs in every single area. Mm. They're a little bit more well taken care of, so I have to kind of deal with each situation on its own. Okay. Um, but people that, you know, families that get a certain breed or a certain dog and they just don't know what they're doing or they say, oh, you know, he's so beautiful or she's so sweet, you know, we want to breed them. and But they don't know what they're getting into and they turn into backyard breeders, which if it's not done correctly and it's not done safely, you end up with dogs either going to the kill shelters or dogs on the street or, you know sick pets okay actually now you touch upon another important topic and that is maybe they're doing it for financial incentives then the yeah, fact that they're people... breeding mills apparently not done pro- properly but they're just doing it just to make the money well we all know that puppy mills is are a huge problem as well yeah um and you know that, that's again something that we could try and you know put a dent in if we could get something where we have enough manpower to you know, do a lot of investigating on these situations. I know in my area alone, I'm, you know, of course I won't say where, but in this area alone, there's a, um, a family that breeds pit bulls, and they have about seven dogs on the property and constantly, constantly have litters coming over and over again. And it's just not, I mean, we had kids come here with them in their coat. The dog was six weeks old, and the kid had him in his coat. He comes in, he's like, yeah, you want to buy him for $200? You know, it's just, it's not the right way. It's just not the right way. And it's not going to stop. It's just never going to stop. The CACC in Manhattan, do you know how many dogs they put down a week? In between the CACC in Manhattan... CACC and the CAC, stands for... Uh, animal Care and Control. Oh, okay. Uh, that's where your dogs, if your dogs are found or if dogs are surrendered, yeah. they get sent to the CACC. And... I mean, it, it's really not a nice place for a dog to wind yeah, they up. They have 72 hours to be adopted. And they have, yeah. Otherwise, they'll be euthanized. Euthanized. Yeah. If they and get a little cough, that's it. They're done. I mean, they put down dogs that are good dogs. You know, that it's not fair. Where does it end? Right, yeah. right. I see. How many animals have to die before we say, hey, this has got to stop? Right. We've got to do something about it. I mean, you're talking 20 dogs a week. Three from, million throughout the country yeah. a year are put to sleep. Three million. <laughs> Three million. Three million innocent animals. Beautiful animals yeah. are put to sleep for absolutely no reason right. other than space available. Right. And, you know, why do we keep breeding these dogs and breeding these dogs and breeding these dogs when there's so many that don't have homes? Right. Where does this stop? Where do we put a cap on it and say, now it's time to, to, to end this? Right. You know, I understand that, unfortunately, dogs are considered property hmm. in New York. Um, and most states they are. They get, I think everywhere. They're considered is, property. Yeah. You know, that has to change. To? It has to change. You know, if the, the laws were to change. They need, yeah, the animals. They, they need someone to be able to protect them. Someone to speak up. And they need to be considered more than just a piece of property. 
they're they're living, breathing creatures. They're our children. They're and, their own personal pets. Right. So, so in other words, if they're treated as property, if damage happens to them, then it's just broken property. Then you can sue. Not, yeah. You can sue somebody for the value of the property. Right. That's it. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. It's no property. rights. No individual rights. I mean, yeah, there are yeah. animal cruelty laws, but. Right. Do you, I mean, really? Does, do you ever see anybody really get hammered with an animal cruelty? Well, that's the exact problem that we're dealing with, <laughs> yes. is there is not enough enforcement. There's not. Okay. There's not enough enforcement, and the, the laws really need to get, you know, become more strict. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's to a point where it's, it's been at a point where it's way out of control, right. and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And it's time that we, we do. So anybody who's listening to this podcast, yeah. if you want to help us, if you have suggestions, yes. if you have anything that you can add or anything that you can donate, whether it's time, whether it's if your, your professionalism, if your, your legal advice, anything you can donate, anything you can help to get us, you know, rolling with this, you know, it, it would be tremendous. We need everybody's involvement. We need people to say, hey... I care about this. And one man can't do it by himself. So we need people to work together, to come together. I mean, listen, we all love animals. Right. I, there's more animal lovers in this, especially in New York City. I mean, we're an animal, we're an animal city. I mean, yeah. There's bars now that allow animals, restaurants that allow animals. Right. You know, we, we're, a great, we're a great city. We're one of the toughest cities around. So if we can get this going, if we can all come together and say, that's it, it's enough, we'll get this done. Okay, so I'm going to end the discussion for now, and I think this is going to be an ongoing discussion in our future podcast. But we basically wanted to frame the problem that we are encountering. And again, this is a problem that you may see within your own community as well. And we probably should do something to try to address this. And for starters, let's see uh, how we can contact some of us to share information and Mike, where can people go if they want to leave some uh, advice or information or volunteer efforts uh, to help us with this? Well, you know, they can contact us via the email. Okay. If you go to doggybegood.net, that's D-O-G-G-Y, B as in boy, E as in Eddie, G-O-O-D.net. Then you click on the link, contact us. At the bottom of the page, you'll see the email address, which is info at doggybegood.net. Um, we'd be more than happy to hear any suggestions on how to do this, how to get it done. If anybody has any anything to offer, any services they can help us with, you know, we, we, we need all the help we can get to uh, to handle this. I also just wanted to correct myself before. Um, Dan Halloran was uh, dic- District 19, 19th District. Okay. Uh, not 7, so I apologize for that. Um, and also, if you guys, you know, if anybody has any suggestions or if anybody has anything they can... Uh, due to help us with the junkyard dog situation in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, Ashley, how can they get to you with that? Um, they could either, either go online and look for Hudson Valley Roddy Rescue, um, or they could go to my Facebook, facebook.com backslash A-B as in boy, R-I-N as in Nancy, T-L-E, and they could private message me, and, and if anyone could help volunteer or know someone in the building department or health department that could possibly help us, that would be great. Right. When we conclude this show, and like I said, this is going to just be the beginning, uh, there'll probably be more discussion of this topic in the future. Oh, they can also check back. We'll get back to them on what happens with Tony Avella tomorrow, Senator Avella. Oh, understood. We'll okay. let, them, let you guys know what happens with that we'll, meeting. Okay. That will, we'll be looking forward to that. Great. Right. Thanks, Dennis. So, all right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, Thank Ashley. You. Thank you. All right. Bye.